back to another episode of Sounds Like NYC, episode 56, I believe. And um, today I'm here with my very excited guest, guest, excuse me, uh, Boy Blue Baby. Is that that's right? In it's, that order? Uh, baby Boy Blue. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, a lot of blue getting mixed up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sorry about that. Yeah, Baby Boy Blue. But um, yeah, thank you for uh, coming. Come, you know, coming on, on, you know, such like a short notice, mm -hmm. and um, if you want, I could just like run your bio right now. It's a lot. Yes, of course. Like, okay. <laughs> so sorry, I'm being very professional. I'm just gonna read it from the IG DNA. Yes, I'm gonna do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but Baby Boy Blue, also known as Liam Reyes, is a Filipino American music producer and artist based out of New Jersey. Liam has produced, injured, mixed, and mastered music for artists all across the world, ranging from many different genres, such as indie pop, hip hop, rock, punk, and electronic. A few big artists, he, um, a few big upcoming artists he has produced um, include Rachel Bochner, Amanda Yang, Bianca Joylin, mm -hmm. Chrissy Limos, Deli Play. Deli Play, that's all about that. Chris and Brie, Kyla Hang, Hung, Hang, and Justin Magnate. Bunch of folks, and like, I'll definitely love to have you know a couple of these guys on in the city area. But um, yeah, let's get started. So, do you mind me just calling you Liam? Yes, you can very much call me my mom. Okay, so like let's start off with like a couple of like simple questions. Like, right. Because I'm like very interested in your like producer name, like mm -hmm. Boy Blue Baby. Like, right. Like, where did that come from? So, I guess like Baby Boy Blue in general actually stems from a name that my mother used to call me. Like back when I was like a oh, kid. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, I used to, so I used to make music. Like I used to make like punk alternative music, yeah. right? I, I don't know what you yeah, about, about this before, yeah. yeah, I used to make music like that under just Liam Reyes. Mm -hmm. And then I was going through this very like strong transitional period where I was like, alright, I want to do the most kind of left field thing. So I was, I was thinking about like, oh, I want to be called something instead of just Liam Reyes. Mm -hmm. And then, funny enough, it was actually my high school ex-girlfriend. Ooh, crazy. Yeah, she was like, <laughs> like, we were cool, like, at that point, we weren't really, like, doing anything, but we were just friends, right? Mm -hmm. And she was the one who was like, oh, like, it needs to mean something to you, you can't just, like, name yourself whatever. And then, she's like, oh, what's that name that your mom used to call you? And then, oddly enough, when she texted me that, I was sitting in front of my mom, and I looked at her, and I was like, that's a sign, like, Baby Boy Blue has to happen. Um, the IG handle is honestly because Baby Boy Blue's taken. <laughs> so like, and I wanted to match everywhere, so everywhere on the socials it's Boy Blue Baby, so everybody oh. just mixes it oh, up. that's the thing. Yeah, oh, it sucks. Oh, dang. Yeah, because there's no way to contact those people at times, you just know? Just like saying like a very angry DM, like just, you know... Right. You know, but like, oh, okay, that's a very interesting, yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's a yeah. very interesting origin story, I guess. Yeah. Are you still friends with that ex-girlfriend? Yes, most definitely. Ooh, it's okay. funny, like, know, yeah. we were, like, we have this, like, ongoing joke, like, especially, like, a couple years back, where she'd be like, can I send you a, a voice, a voice, um, a voicemail, and can you put in one of the songs? So, like, <laughs> when, when I first launched Baby Boy Blue, I was actually making lo-fi music. Okay, cool. And one of my early songs is Ella's Room, and it's actually like my ex girlfriend, Ooh. like in the voicemail, just to be like, all right, look, I did it. <laughs> you can leave me alone now. I mean, no, that's like very good, you know, that you're still such, such good friends with yeah. your ex. That's really cool, yeah. Yeah, she's one of the very few that's, that's really cool. Shout yeah. out Ella. <laughs> awesome. So, like, um, let's talk about, you know, kind of like, um, your relationship, or or I guess you know your relationship to like New York City and you know stuff like that. Like um, we were talking before, or like um, I read in the bio that you're actually from like New Jersey, but you kind of so you live half so you live in between both New Jersey and like New York City, basically, right? Yeah, I live very very close to New York City and um in Jersey to where 
most of my work and like I'm here probably like every other weekend if anything or especially before COVID I'd be here every other weekend either just seeing friends or like actually doing things like this or mm-hmm. we'd link up with some music connects so to me it's like I'm still very much influenced by like the New York City scene you yeah, know what I mean yeah, like, yeah. and I think I love it more especially knowing how the music scene is in, in New Jersey mm-hmm. you know what I mean like the New York, oh, sorry, the New Jersey's, like, music scene is cool, but there's, like, they're kind of, like, stuck in this, like, era of, like, doing punk music and rap <laughs> music, where, like, New York oh, City, man, yeah. yeah, it's so much more, like, experimental, if they go that, that rock route, yeah. or they go that, they're trying to implement new things to make yeah. it more, like, modern, so I just feel more at home doing like music work with, with people from New York. Yeah, yeah. you know. That's interesting because we had somebody from, you know, New Jersey or like he's like mostly based in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And like he's definitely more of like a rock or like rock band music mm-hmm. producer. But he does everything as well because he's because he's like an uh, engineer. Mm-hmm. But um I guess he would definitely no we should have him in you and him, you know, battle yeah. out. <laughs> <And> New <laughs> Jersey about versus like New York. Yeah, dude. I'll be down for it, but uh, Okay, I see. That's really cool. Yeah. So, right. like, let's talk about how you, like, like, where did music start for you? Like, right. you know, like, you know, let's, like, run down first about how you discovered that you wanted to do music, um, even just, like, as a hobby. Right. So, I would say, like, in my life, just out of the most simplified terms, is that I, I used to go through so many phases in life. So, like, I went through... A skating phase, I went through an art phase, I went through um, very like weird music phases, like listening wise, but then, you know, I was very into video games as any like regular 10 year old boy would. And there was this game that my brother brought to like, you know, my, my grandmother's house one day. Okay. It was Guitar Hero. Uh, yeah, and I was story, yeah. yeah, and like it's weird because I thought I was like one of the only people that like built a whole career because it started from Guitar Hero, but like I've actually heard so many other people say the same thing. Dude, same <laughs> with me, same with me, because um, back around that age too, like mm-hmm. middle school, um, I had like a really good friend, kind of like a summer camp friend, you know, a right. school friend, and he played guitar around that time and. That was when I was just starting starting to get into music and stuff like that. So right. it was a big influence on me, obviously. Yeah. I think I think he started playing, uh, you know, um, guitar because of guitar hero as well. So yeah, mm-hmm. that like that like set of games probably inspired, definitely inspired like you know whole generation of people. Exactly. To, to uh, pick up guitar, so yeah. That's it's playing about. Yeah, it's so crazy to like kind of conceptualize because like if you think about you know even like people like our parents or anybody from that age group, it's like they got into guitar, they got into instruments because just like the music, like MTV mm-hmm. or things like that, where like we got into it because of video games. Like Guitar Hero yeah. was such a crazy thing where it's like, yeah, you have five buttons, but then the people who like actually pay attention to yeah. the music and musicality of these songs that are being put in front of us, like, it's so insane, right? Mm-hmm. And then if you think about it now, right, like what what does the younger generation have that's like equivalent to that? And it's like probably things on TikTok, mm-hmm. probably things on like YouTube, <laughs> or like watching people like make songs yeah. or like even influences like Billie Eilish yeah. being like 17, yeah. 18, like it's crazy to think that it's like there's always something about each gen that causes a person to go into music, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And we'll definitely talk about like TikTok like a, like a bit later on because <laughs> yes. I mean you probably heard the news and you know. Oh my God, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, that's like a whole thing that I have. But like continuing with your like musical journey. So after getting the getting the in, initial, um, um, you know, uh, England, I guess I don't know what you call it, but like the initial feeling of like you know mm-hmm. wanting wanting to start guitar. What was the moment, or like, yeah, so what was the moment where you decided to, you know, do music as a profession? Right, so I was playing guitar, writing songs, doing the whole shebang of like joining bands, like as you would in, in like middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
just like any other kid, you know, I'd want to like make a CD and somehow somehow have a song out of my own. And you know, I found like this um, computer mic. You know, I don't know if you know about this before, but like when they had that plastic tube. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I found one of those, and like that just instantly like sparked it. Yeah. Right. So from there, it was like I learned about the audio interfaces, uh-huh. condenser microphones, dynamic microphones. And then I got like my very first setup freshman year mm-hmm. and then made, specifically I made like two solo albums within the, within the span of freshman year, sophomore year, right? Jeez, that's impressive. It, it's, Wait, and, this, yeah. and this is like high school, right? This is high school, Jeez, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, my, my career started really yeah. early yeah. and I, I love that I started early because it made me realize what I wanted to do early yeah. and like, it's more set in stone, but yeah. um, I remember like, my shift over to saying like this is when I started doing it professionally was when I first recorded one of my friends like I went to school with him um I made one of his albums and he so we did like a regular single I think and he goes but I want like a full album now like and you could do that so we Mm -hmm. we spent like all that year making this one album and it's (laughs) I was actually listening to it on my ID live like a couple months ago just out of like Hey guys, let's go look at old music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's so like, it's half cringe, but then when I'm listening to him, I'm like, this is like 14, 15 year old Leo mm-hmm. that, that did this off of like a really shitty computer and like some mm-hmm. sounds off of, off of the internet and mm-hmm. like a guitar, right? And then to me, I was just like, and I was making money off of it, you know, of course, like, I charged yeah. him, yeah. Oh, damn, from yeah. the start, charging From the start, yes. <laughs> It's, I would never be so bold. <laughs> like you know, right now I'm actually producing mm-hmm. a uh, mini album, a an um, EP mm-hmm. for some friends um, overseas, and like, mm-hmm. like I can definitely charge them, but I'm not like that confident in my skills yet. So for you right. to be so bold, I, I think appreciate that. Like, yeah, like that. I think people people definitely found it weird, but you know, it was a mixture of. You know, I had like two albums at that point that was just made for myself under my belt. And of course, like, by people hearing that, there were certain people that were like, you made that yourself, I want to like do a cover. And those would be the words that I would do free. Oh, right? Because like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it would be like such like that a like, whole dude, like, I don't know if, if you're doing it on purpose, but that mm-hmm. whole kind of like engineer thing of like giving one song for free and yeah. try to lead into like paid you know yes. paid like work dude you exactly damn you like, like on top of your game yeah and like what's weird is i didn't even know that yeah. was like on concept <laughs> it was just like i want to do a free song yeah. because yeah. why should i charge like this makes yeah. sense but then like when some guy from school hits me up and says hey like i want to do like 10 songs with you and then I think, I don't know who initiated it, it might have been me who initiated the, the concept of like, yeah, maybe granted, like, I'll be honest, it was definitely $10 a song. So it wasn't like $100 for a whole yeah, 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 Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. coming out of high, that's the fun, yeah, like, yeah, nobody yeah. has a job, yeah. <laughs> right? So, um, it was definitely like, it was a bold move, but he mm-hmm. understood how much work I actually put in song, and it took forever, it took months. Mm-hmm. Dude, so, same, dude, right now, with, with that, like, album, yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely understand what you mean. Yeah, that. it's like, you know, seeing, like, like, what, maybe a, a $50 check <laughs> after months, it's kind of just, like, nice. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, cool. it feels good. Like, you, get, you, you know, that's a, that's a very good, you know, dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yes, so right. maybe, you know, so, like, Oh, that's that's like yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, further than that, like, so like out of high school, like like you know, did you like study music or like production like in college or were you just you know yeah? So like, right. what was like life for you in terms of your like music mm-hmm. right after graduating high school? Right. So right after graduating high school, um, I had done like so many records in high school to the point where. It was kind of like ridiculous, mm-hmm. you know. I was definitely that one kid who who didn't really do that. I still party. I still got mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. It, I also wasn't that guy to be going every single time because okay. I had projects to do. Yeah. But um, 
Do you mean during like um, high school or during college? During high school. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, so the reason why I say that is because, you know, I went into college, you know, being Filipino-American, mm -hmm. like I have Asian parents. If I don't go to college, I'm going to get Yeah, same thing. So, yeah. so um, to me, I wanted to go in for audio engineering, which I did, but they actually rejected my application. Wait, what? Uh, yeah. Like, what college did you apply for? I went to William Patterson. In oh, that's okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> very, very small, like, state school. Okay. So, I got accepted into, like, a music studies program. Not technically, like, audio engineering. So, I was like, all right, I'll do it as long as I have, like, a college degree or something, right? Mm -hmm. um, but then I realized, so I was still making records. Still very much making money off of records, like people from school would find out I make records, pay me. But then um, I switched over to communications because I found out that they had an audio program there, mm -hmm. right? And then when I was taking this class in Pro Tools, the thing that switched, so full disclosure, like I actually like dropped out of college. You did the smart move, yeah. I did the smart, I did the smart move, the smart like, you know, you know how like there's a whole concept of like glass half full, glass yeah, half yeah, empty? Yeah, yeah. The pessimist would think the glass is half um, full, yeah, right, or something like that. No, half. I guess, I, I, like, I guess a pessimist would like think that it's like half empty. Half empty, right? Half full, half full yeah. right? So to me, you know, my mom thought just like you wasted X amount of dollars mm -hmm. on tuition. To me, it's like I saved whatever yeah, no, was left. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because imagine like the debt. Yeah. But then, so. I was actually, this is the moment, I love telling this story because it's such an interesting story. Mm -hmm. um, I was recording, I don't know what software you record on now. Uh, right now, Reaper for the most part. Yeah. So, I was on Adobe Audition and, <laughs> and Reaper. Oh, oh cool. Yeah, yeah, I was actually on Reaper yeah. because... It's free. Reaper, yeah, it's yeah. free. Yeah. Technically free. But Technically free, $60. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's free it's for free. all intents and purposes. It's free for anybody who wants to get into it. <laughs> um, but I mainly use it because they had a drum quantizer. So I was recording live drums, oh. and Adobe Audition doesn't have any. Yeah, that happens to do that by hand is ridiculous. Yeah. So um, when I was in this class for communications, that's when they were like, "We have to put you guys on Pro Tools." I've been wanting to go on Pro Tools for the uh, industry standard, which I refuse to use, but. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. I actually beg to differ. People are actually straying away from Pro Tools, which is a good thing. It's a great, it's a great <laughs> thing. Me personally, I don't think I'll ever leave. I love that song. No, I mean, what's it, <laughs> no, because like I like I like studied it as well, so I so, like, understand use it, but I haven't used it so long. Between it being more like optimized like on Mac, and I have a PC, obviously, right, and it being expensive, even like the student edition, like I said before, mm -hmm. Reaper. Free. free. <laughs> like, it's free and it's like a fully fledged software. So, like, uh -huh. there's not a reason not to use it. Somehow, exactly. Reaper's gonna find me and, like, manage to, you know, manage to, like, you know, take the software off my computer because I'm, like, spreading, you know, it's, it's, was that a, was that a piracy? Like, but I'm, like, right, yeah. telling people not to pay for their software. It's like, if you have the money, pay for it. But mm -hmm. I'm trying to save, especially in this economy, so. Exactly. I'm sorry. Exactly. But, yeah. It, it literally does the job. I know, I know that there's some engineers that were using Reaper professionally for, for years. Yeah, yeah. Years. It's so, like, it's yeah. It's a, it's a sleeper right now. So exactly, yeah. yeah. People still definitely sleep on it because I think they think you're free and they yeah. think it's like. Whatever. So then I go take this class in Pro Tools and I was like, oh, I've been itching to, mm -hmm. to join a Pro Tools mm -hmm. game for like the longest time. Mm -hmm. So I finally got the subscription. I ended up sitting down at the mall for 30 minutes, like on YouTube, just looking up like different shortcuts, this and the third. Maybe like a week later, I had, I had a project to do. And I was like, all right, we're going to make the jump up to Pro Tools. I feel confident just going to Pro Tools straight. So, do the whole project. Like, it was really, like, the minor things that, like, I needed to learn could have easily been looked up on YouTube. So, I would say I was pretty good at Pro Tools from yeah. the jump, right? I was in class, and the teacher, like, was having to demonstrate, like, I guess signal flow, mm -hmm. I would say. But he wasn't understanding how 
this mono channel like wouldn't get sent to like a specific channel. I forgot what it was mm -hmm. specifically, but he all in all he just couldn't figure it out, mm -hmm. right? So you got up in in a very you know heroic manner and basically taught the rest of the class no. all semester. No. Dude, was actually like <laughs> that's what it felt like. But I'm a very like humble guy. I will never like be the one to like do that, right? So I knew what was wrong from the jump. And I was like, why does he not know that? That's the most simple. But then, what, like, the catch of this whole story is that he turns to me and he's like, Leon, do you know what's wrong? <laughs> as if, as if yeah. he obviously had no idea yeah. what was wrong with it. Yeah. So I was like, I do, I do. And then I went up and fixed it. Like, and I just well, sat there and I was like, why am I in school? <laughs> I just, you're telling me I just paid thousands of dollars for this class for me to teach a class? It took me way too, because like, I'm from like, you know, immigrant parents as well, so that whole, mm -hmm. I totally understand, I'm like, I mean, I can't complain because through college, like, I, like I've got like pretty amazing experiences, mm -hmm. especially pertaining to my like study abroad in Japan, and just, and just like to put aside, my, my like co-hosts, Kind of like jokingly, but like half not jokingly, hates when I mention Japan. Because like on like a uh, on a uh, podcast previously, I kind of went on like a tangent with my like interviewee for like a bit too long, so that's why. But Listen, now Japan because I'm the only host on this episode, I can say Japan, Japan, Japan. All I want to think about. Yes. Yeah. As you should. Yeah. Japan is yeah. oh my god. I just, if I had to go to one place right now, if COVID wasn't a thing, yeah. Japan would be that. I mean, same for like different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> but right. um, yeah, talking about yeah, so you know, do yeah, you know, quitting school when you did was like fantastic, obviously. Mm -hmm. And yeah, definitely like if you're trying to study music. Don't go to school for it. No, no. Audio engineering, let me say specifically, because if you're trying to study like instrument and stuff, mm -hmm. that's like a different ballpark for sure. Mm -hmm. But I would say 100%. Don't bother going to school for, you know, studying engineering, because you have a studio in your in your pocket, basically. Like, yes. you know, if you have like a decent laptop and you like watch like, you know, YouTube tutorials, like Skillshare tutorials, yes. like, you know, oh did, you, you don't, you have everything you need. Like you don't need to go to school yeah. to learn how to be like an audio engineer anymore. Yeah, I think like the best argument I've heard. I actually heard this from. Oh, I listened to this podcast like religiously. It's called mm -hmm. Six Figure Home Studio, mm -hmm. and he was basically like debating. It's like, is it worth it to go to audio school? Mm -hmm. And I think he actually did the specific numbers, mm -hmm. but he was saying like, if you buy. All of the courses from your top tier like online um, audio engineering mm -hmm. moguls, so like Recording Revolution, mm -hmm. uh, Pensado's Place, like anybody else, and you totaled it up, it would still be less than like what you would get at like an NYU audio No, definitely, yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Speaking, well not speaking of anything, um, let's take a quick break. Yes. And um, this wasn't like the best transition, but do you have a song or like anything that you want to like show our like audience with like a quick 30 second, you know, um, I guess blip of like a song or even like a TikTok or like something <laughs> that you want to like show our like audience or? Um, I would say my my favorite production on my production playlist right mm -hmm. now is definitely Purple by Rachel Bachner. I'm yeah. very, very proud of that record. Um, we co-wrote that with Anik Lave and um, Sasha and of course, me. Yeah. You know, just a great track overall. Yeah. If you play that, then you'll get an idea of what my production sound like. Here's that one song. Well, I'll put that right about now. Even now, even in the dark, I see your face and end up on my way to your place. I got a lot to live for, change in my pocket and a smile on the floor, and it sounds like the key to your door. just finished listening to a teaser from uh, Purple by who again? Rachel Bachner. Rachel Bachner. Rachel Bachner. Yeah. <laughs> but, Very talented. Um, yeah. But um, before the, um, I don't know, our 
commercial break, I guess. Our <laughs> our uh, plug break. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were talking about you know music courses and like mm -hmm. not having you know not having to go to you know music school or like not having to go to audio recording school in order to like become like a pro audio engineer. And mm -hmm. you were saying that like you know if you combine all the courses from like the top engineers, it will still be way cheaper than like anything you could you could get like a, like a formal school. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think that you know. We are we're kind of in this um, era where we're starting to see how how affected schooling is mm -hmm. and how expensive it is and how like the cost of return because you know when you're when you're a high school kid coming out of of you know your senior year you're kind of pressured to always yeah, have this thing yeah, of like you have yeah. to go to school this and third and I actually believe I strongly believe that like our gen, when we have kids, that's very much, might not even be the conversation, I will, right? I will, I will actively discourage my kids from going to college. Really? Skillshare, like, mm -hmm. like obviously for, you know, some stuff, but, yeah. like, it was just like, like, like for most, like, non-science things, I'm probably, yeah. you know, everything that's like non-science, non-math, non-STEM, I guess, mm -hmm. I would actively discourage my children exactly. from, you know, going to college, but yeah. that's just me. Cause I'm in twenty k of debt. <laughs> I feel like I don't have to be twenty k of debt, but mm -hmm. you know it is what it is. It, it's a you know it's a uh, give and take with college. Right. You know? But like yeah, continue. I I actually have this conversation with my old boss. I just start so I just started doing music full time since COVID. Ooh yeah. Um, but I loved <laughs> I loved my old part time job to death because mm -hmm. like they were like family to me. I was mm -hmm. over the years. Um, if anybody's in the New Jersey area, it's in Diggy Cabal House in Coaster. Um, <laughs> that's the plug too. But um, I actually had this conversation with my old boss, and he was telling me, he's like, I would so make sure my kid has a year after that's high school to do whatever. Legitimately, that's why we're running these, because if I had that year, Think of, yeah. I would have <laughs> Yeah, and it's like that, like, I take that and I say it as like when I have a kid, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like, I think you should take a year off, but during that year, I want you to like work, mm -hmm. or I want you to do something, mm -hmm. yeah, like instead, yeah. because like a lot of yes, like a year off, I get to fucking chill, like it's not, <laughs> but like no, you're there to work because what what happens like and I I notice this from everybody mm -hmm. is that when you start working in, in anything and testing the waters, mm -hmm. one of them just sticks. Mm -hmm. So what whether it be like for me of course it was music, but you know, my nursing friend, right? The people who went into nursing, you can obviously tell who's very much into nursing and who's not. Right? Because especially as Filipino Americans, mm -hmm. there's this qualm that like, oh you have to be a nurse. Right? <laughs> you have to Yeah, like if you look at like all all the nurses so many people. Happened in a Filipino. Happened in a Filipino, yeah. So there's this qualm, and you, you'll you always know, like, somebody who's in there just because their parents forced them to, mm -hmm. and somebody who actually likes it. Because the people who legit don't really like it, and they're in nursing, not times out of ten, they kind of, like, say something talking about, like, yeah, I'm doing nursing, you know, my mom loves it, this, that, but they're not ecstatic. Mm -hmm. Like, they're not, like... Super, super, but, but then you ask somebody who's actually into nursing and they say, I love helping people. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that I get to, like, you know, be the, the person in between somebody either like losing life or this time, mm -hmm. like anything that has to do with actually caring about people, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, to me, that's like, okay, like if my kid wants to go to school for something like that, mm -hmm. go to school for something like that. No, I love that. that. But if they want to become like, painter, videographer, something that like I know that they don't need school for, I'd actually be like a high advocate against it. Do it like in the olden days, um, and just get like a private instructor, and you know, mm -hmm. have that, you know, sensei, student, you know, exactly. I think exactly. that'd be just as like, you know, gratifying and stuff mm -hmm. like that, but like, yeah, yeah. You, don't need, you don't need, yeah, you don't need people sleep on mentors, mentors are like, I'm, I'm actually trying to find them now, yeah, yeah. right, like, they're expensive though. <laughs> it's far less than school. <laughs> it's far less than school, and I'm, I'm telling you, because like, what a mentor is gonna cost like maybe like five hundred dollars mm -hmm. for like a 
couple. Like it depends. Yeah. Or it's like if you're trying to shoot high and get yeah. like somebody like freaking I don't know the biggest CEO yeah. of a of a firm and they yeah. mentor you and be like, all right, this much is gonna be super expensive. Yeah. I always say that if you want to be somewhere, um, you like getting a mentor. Like your mentor shouldn't be like the highest. Mm-hmm. It should be somebody who's literally in the position that you're that you want to be in. Mm-hmm. So to me, like, um, I follow this one guy on TikTok, and that'll probably lead into our TikTok conversation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Let's do it. Um, his name's Shane. Right? He's this mix engineer that gives mixing tips on TikTok. Which I saw in your video like a couple of months ago about like um, the difference between mastering and mixing. Yeah. For you know idiots. Yeah. (laughs) Super simplified video, right? You know, I can definitely say that like me making that was definitely influenced by Shane. But the reason why I bring Shane up is because, I mean, not per se that like he is exactly where I want to be. But like he has certain things about his music career that I love, and one thing that like I love is especially just from following him is that you know he's very like open about like he has a kid, he has a wife, and he's doing music full time. Mm-hmm. To me, those are like three things that boil down. That's essentially what I want, right? So it's just like I wouldn't mind finding a mentor like Shane and being like he may not be this huge like famous guy or this and the third but that is a life that i want mm-hmm. and if i can achieve it by learning from how he got there i'd still get him as a mentor and that goes for anything you know yeah no, definitely yeah just like yeah no, i mean that makes sense just like um you know being taught by somebody who has gone what you will go through if you want to pursue like a similar you know life path so that's definitely mm-hmm. like sound advice yeah yes Yes, most definitely. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, the big elephant in the room. The big elephant that supposedly um, has a expiration date starting from today. Yes. So, <laughs> so like, yeah, let's talk about TikTok. And mm. um, so, um, what are you going to do until, until uh, TikTok ends? <laughs> well, <laughs> or, like, you know, let's, like, talk about uh, how, like, you use TikTok and, like, mm-hmm. how... How has TikTok helped um, you, you know, garner like a bigger audience? Right. So, I'm I'm a huge advocate for TikTok, and I think that like, about that. really, I just, <laughs> wow, I would <laughs> did it in Let's go. So the reason why I say that is because like I'm I'm such an underdog mm-hmm. type of guy, like fan of underdogs. Meaning like when I see, especially the entertainment industry everybody sleeps on tiktok they say it's like if you make dances there but like yeah. if you're actually on the platform as an entertainer as whatever you may do like how you play guitar if you were to be on tiktok it's actually significantly easier the way their algorithms work significantly easier for you to catch a following and what i've noticed from from my clients who are like quote unquote tiktok famous is that when you leverage it right, and it actually translates to your Instagram followers, to your Spotify plays, like, it's such a great tool. And it's a great tool that people sleep on, you know? And I, I guess in terms of, like, my time on TikTok, if it does end, which I will so get to, I, I've been researching it. Oh, gee. But, like, for my time on TikTok, like... I kind of just use it as like the medium to post on Instagram and on Twitter because people see that on TikTok. Oh, like, let me, it's all about translation. So, um, I use it initially to just spread music, but then what I started to notice is that people were interested in the fact that I was either doing music full time Mm -hmm. or they were interested about how I mix songs. Mm -hmm. And what's crazy, and this is why like I will vouch for TikTok. Mm -hmm. There was one period where like my TikToks were like kind of I don't want to say blowing up, but they were blowing up yeah. in comparison to other posts. Right? <laughs> yeah. I actually got like within that month I got so many leads over over to like you know my services yeah. of like I saw that you mix this, can you mix my vocals? Oh, I saw this, can you mix my beat? I saw this kid, like, I just checked out your whole production page because you're it's a grand. You're making me regret not taking TikTok seriously. <laughs> Because, you know, I've been trying to, you know, um, 
start doing, you know, trying to like make make a life for myself doing like, freelance audio work. And now that you're talking about this, like again, my like co-host has said numerous times, TikTok is where it's at in terms of promotion, but I always disregarded it because of the sillier things and the controversy, not like concerning the politics, mm -hmm. but the controversy of like, you know, TikTokers doing stupid things and stuff like yeah. that. And like but now now that you're like talking about it like this, you're yeah. Yeah, it definitely changed my mind. And yeah. I kind of hope TikTok would get, you know, blown to hell so that I could, I could have a chance to, you know, to, you know, use it. Are you, really, so are you on the platform? Right I'm not on the platform. You're not on the platform. Right now. You see, I'll, I'll start downloading So, it. what's weird? Because I follow the whole TikTok controversy because it's very much like a, a weird game of, like, telephone. Yeah. Because Mr. Trump will say something, but then next thing you know, TikTok will say something. So the latest, I would say, development, of course, Donald Trump made the, the order, when? Like, Wednesday? This week, yeah. This Some, week, yeah. yeah, sometime this week. Yeah. But I got a notification from TikTok yesterday. Yeah. I think it was yesterday. Yeah. And it was basically saying, it's like, we're here to stay. This yeah. and third. And I'm like, so is it gone? Is it not going to be gone? Like, I mean, it's kind of like the uh, case of the Titanic. Like, you know, <laughs> the uh, lifeguard or whatever. Trying to calm people down as like the ship is like clearly sinking. Not to say that you know TikTok is gonna just like fade like that, but like it's mm -hmm. kind of like a certain situation. Like you know, I'm not trying to cause people to panic and stuff like that. But I'm sure like the yeah. biggest grossing TikToker are like definitely in like yes. crisis mode. Exactly, <laughs> which is <laughs> which is why, and not even not even to be a dick, but that's that's kind of their fault. Like, yeah, like it's, yeah. it's it's their fault if they're only. Translation, I would say, mm -hmm. was on TikTok. Yeah. So the reason why I say that again, like going back to what I said earlier, um, I have a few clients, right? Um, one of my biggest clients, like Young Jordan, like oh. I was actually telling her about this, right? So her, her and her brother, like, kind of have a conjoined like TikTok, and like her brother's dad, like, they make really cool videos. Yeah, cool, yeah. I love, I love those two yeah. dads, right? What I was telling her is smart about her and how she's handling the fact that she has such a large following on TikTok is, is actually because it translates. Because if you were to click on her Instagram, I think she has like 11 to 12K, right? And, and it's not like on some fake, it's on like, you literally look at her posts and people comment and like the engagement is so high. And then when her and I did a project, it was her very first music project, right? Um, she leveraged it on TikTok so hard that mm -hmm. it literally, got the plays that it deserved, mm -hmm. right? And like, it, it resulted in so many people streaming the song, like making TikToks from the song. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's how you translate. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't, you don't even have to be in music. If you're just one of your regular, bland old TikTok influencers with like a couple hundred K followers or like maybe even a million, but you go on your Instagram and you only have like even 5K or like anything that, it's obvious that it's not translating. It's obvious that like, if this is something that you're going to be doing for a living, you need to learn how to bring things from TikTok to your Instagram, to your Twitter, to your YouTube page. And like that to me, is just like, if you're, if you're like a huge TikTok person and you're scared that TikTok's failing, you need to reevaluate yourself. Ooh. Like, that's just thinking facts. That's like you take. It's, it's a really hot take, but it's, it's a truth. Like, that meme. Like, I don't know if you've seen that meme of like TikTokers doing the dances at McDonald's. <laughs> I haven't seen that, but like, I'll look it up after, yeah. Dude, it's it's hilarious because, like, not for nothing, like, if, if some of these influencers don't know what, what they're gonna do with all that clout and they just lose it overnight, like, not for nothing, that's also like your fault. You should have started YouTube. Mm -hmm. No, that's you, should, you should have also been pushing that content on, on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I've seen, you know, tons of people, even like people as big as like Philip, what's his face? Philip DeFranco? Philip DeFranco. Yeah, yeah, even say, you know, talking about the streams as a race, like, yeah, diversify. Just like, mm -hmm. obviously, like, you gotta diversify these days because, you know, mm -hmm. content on platforms don't last forever. And, like, exactly. Things are always shifting. Obviously, you know, mm -hmm. Vine and stuff, which, you know, these like most famous TikTokers might be too young to even like really <laughs> remember what it was. That's crazy, yeah. Dude, we're old. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, tons of like wisdom from a from a from a lean. Similarly, if Ted talks of ours, I authentically ask you questions and like yes. try to like have you like help me out in terms of like you of know course. the following. But um, speaking of TikTok, did like TikTok help help you in like any way, or do you think TikTok will like help you in your uh, merch drop? Oh, like merch shop. Like merch shop. Do you want to take it off and show it? Like, you're going to be closer to the camera. I'll push it this way. There you go, yeah. We can probably zoom in on that. Yeah, so explain to me the history. Like, is the brand name going to be Peaches? Or is this is this like a bigger fashion thing or like brand they want to explore on? Or is this like a one-time thing? Or like, yeah, just tell me how it started and where it's going to go from here. Right. Okay. So, um, Peaches, Peaches as a whole is like one of my singles at under Baby Boy Blue. Okay. Cool. Right. So it's actually like my biggest song to date. You know, it has one eighty two. I think. Ooh, that's nice. Either that one eighty seven, something close to like one ninety thousand. Right. So to me, that's like my biggest song. Um. Long story short, girl cheated on me. But like I got over it because I'm Liam, <laughs> and um, and but I was just like, well, there's this energy I need to channel, and then I, I wrote the song, mm-hmm. sent it off to one of my one of my really great friends, Mary Lou Villegas, who's huge in the Filipino community. Mm-hmm. Um, she sang over it, and then with that combined effort and just a really good song, like really good vocalist on it. Mm-hmm. Song blew up, yeah. right? At least to the degree that like I see, like no, almost two hundred k. Yeah, that's a really big thing for me. That's yo, that's amazing. Yeah, all all organically. Yeah. I don't run ads on anything because I don't care about my artist's music as much as I care about other people's music. Oh, that's besides the point, right? So, um, I basically like was cool about it. Like it wasn't that big a deal until I saw hundred k. hundred k, I was like, I should do something. And like I was talking to one of my boys about how to. How to do merch? Because I've always wanted to. It's one of every artist's dreams yeah, to have yeah, merchandise, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's part of the job, right? So it was actually supposed to happen before COVID, and then COVID happened. So I was literally setting up for maybe a March drop, yeah. And then that's when COVID hit, and then you know I do print on demand, so the the manufacturer was already getting backed up to where like oh. if I were to drop it in March, people wouldn't see their packages for months. Not the way. So I kind of just dropped it. Yeah. Um, and then like I started to just see like the pattern, um, of how like they're handling it and how the world is just handling the virus. Period. Uh-huh. And you know, granted, I can't say anything about the Midwest. <laughs> I can say stuff about about New Jersey and New York. It's starting to cool down a little bit on on our side. So I'm like, okay, things are starting to come back to a normal pace in terms of shipping. So I was like, I think I'm gonna do it. And I was like, wait, like, the one year anniversary of the song is on September twenty seventh. Oh. Okay. So I was like, I can definitely get that merch drop. So the merch drop in itself, um, is actually like a limited thing mm-hmm. because I, I don't really care. It's one of those like income streams where yeah. I'm down to do every once in a while, quick, quick cash grab. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. But like, also <laughs> it's, it's cool, right? Like. Imagine like only having two weeks to cop like a really cool like hoodie or like a hat that could you could wear. Forever. I mean that's like you know higher end street brands, street brand or like streetwear brands in like a nutshell you know. Yeah. Drops and then you have the resellers and all that beautiful. Exactly. Stop gets and everything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and like I slept on it because I was I was very much like oh yeah it's gonna be up there forever. Yeah. And then. You know, I, I always had like business talks with one like my two best friends, mm-hmm. um, Ray Aldana and Benjamin Martinez, mm-hmm. right? Because they they're so like entrepreneurial, mm-hmm. like as much as I am, mm-hmm. if not more. And they were like, No, you should only do like a limited drop. And I was like, You're right. And just like by by the way, like when somebody hears limited time, of course, they're gonna pop on yeah, that. Exactly, yeah. So then I, like the way it's playing out in my head, this is the whole plan, is that the PJs merch is gonna drop on the twenty seventh. It's only gonna be live for two weeks, so October from there to October three, I think, and then that's it. Yeah. Right. Depending on like how it goes, I may reopen it for like a few days, maybe. But to me, that's leverage because 
it means that when people purchase, I have their emails to do newsletter stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now there's traffic going to, like, my, my website if anybody just wants to work with me. It's like, I just caught this, like, Peach's hoodie, but I've also wanted to work with Liam for a long time. Yeah. He has a booking section on his website. Yeah. Let me fill that out. What's your website, by the way? The plug? Alright, so you actually can't, unless this is after... September 27th. Which will be at the Yeah, yeah. alright. So it's lrhqproductions.com. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Right, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> so, on Instagram, not kidding. Um, but yeah, like that, it's mainly just like a thing for the website. And then, of course, like I want to do brand collaborations. So, like, you know, one of my best friends, Jasmine, she wants to drop merch. So I'd probably do a collaboration with her. Um, What's her idea? Plug javelin.m. That's my best friend, y'all. <laughs> Check it out. Um, another brand, because this is a brand that like I literally vouch for, um, is Young Whip. Okay. So Young Whip stands for you only like me when I'm pretty. <laughs> right? It's a brand about like mental health. Right? Mm-hmm. I love I love it. Ran, ran by my friend Sam. Um, I definitely want to do a collaborate a collaboration with her, you know, just because like I love what she stands for, and I know, like, I can use my platform to leverage her mm-hmm. and just, like, build this thing that's, like, going to be beneficial for both of us, especially for her, because, you know, I care about her brand. Mm-hmm. Like, I care about a lot of people's brands before, like, myself, mm-hmm. but I also have enough leverage on myself to know that I'm cool, mm-hmm. that I'm cool to, like, help other people. Yeah. So, that's the plan. Like, that's, that's the merch plan. I'm so excited to drop this. Oh, um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, people are excited. Yeah, so will it just be the hats or is there So there's um there's a hat and then there's two hoodies. It's like a the Peaches hoodie which okay. has the same logo. Yeah. Just in the center. Um a baby boy blue hoodie. Which is I don't know. Yeah, so the baby boy <laughs> yeah, like I don't know if people are actually gonna buy it. It's there because certain people want it. Yeah. So I was like, okay, might as well just sneak it in there. Yeah. Um same thing comes with like a t-shirt and then two limited things of like a cropped hoodie okay. and then a cropped crew neck. Cool. You know, labeling it unisex because I want to make sure that the whole normalization of guys wearing crop tops is yeah, there. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that. Like me as a straight guy, I would yeah. rock a, a crop a cropped hoodie. Especially I have a body like if I, if I had the body, then I'm not good. Not good. That's what everybody says about yeah. it. Like, Who are you? <laughs> push in terms of like you know um whatever whatever you know like whatever comes in the future for you but it seems mm-hmm. like you definitely have like a uh, you you definitely have a good game plan you definitely mm-hmm. know what you're doing you're so confident which is mm-hmm. like, i mean you're like you. you're like a gold standard for you know artists um entrepreneurs whatever mm-hmm. trying to make it you know mm-hmm. All across the world, and like specifically in you know New York City. And speaking of which, like let's talk let's talk about more about about your like relationship to the city. Like, what do you think about the music culture? Like, I mean, you, I, I mean, we talked about it like a bit, but we could talk about more. Like, you know, right? What like draws you to like New York City? And right. like, what's like just talk about your experience with the music culture mm-hmm. in New York City. And like, have you ever performed in New York City before? Or? Yes, oh, I've performed a bunch. Okay, let's talk about that then, yeah. yeah. Um, so, first and foremost, just I think it's just the nature of New York City, but it's very doggy dog mm-hmm. out here, right? And what I mean by that is that like, I have friends who tell me their experiences as a creative in Cali, and there's like that competition, but it's more of like a, a clout. Mm-hmm. competition of just like hi I'm more than you this and the third it doesn't it doesn't feel as like biting mm-hmm. I would say but like New York since we grew up here like has like such a grit mm-hmm. that we just show in our personalities but at the same time it's a grit that we translate in our music yeah so what I mean by that is that like I love New York and I love like my homies who are making it in New York because you can tell that like they're very 
strong and compassionate and passionate about their music and you can tell like the people who are going to stop at nothing mm-hmm. to get there, right? And I can even say the same thing about Philly. I think it's just like this whole tri-state area yeah. is very like strong-headed in the thing that they want, yeah. right? So to me, like I love New York specifically just because of that that energy. It's fast here. Yeah. It's very like I'm gonna get my stuff done. If you don't want me to get my stuff done, well. I don't care about you. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like that's that's really what it boils down to. Yeah. And that you can even say that's a New Jersey thing. Won't even downplay New Jersey attitude. Because it's like the same thing where like if I was in Cali, I guess like the stigma around Cali is I'd be someone to chill about it. Yeah, yeah. I'd be some but like the fact that like my personality is ingrained in this yeah. thing of like yeah. fast and and passionate and like also just very about who I am and like the things that I do mm-hmm. is like that. I give that to New York. Yeah. I give that to New Jersey, and mm-hmm. it translates into music. Yeah. It translates into how I present my career. Yeah, I mean definitely, yeah. Because the thing over here is that if you don't make rent, rent's <laughs> <laughs> expensive. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like the New York hustle. I feel like it's like definitely kind of like an economic thing. Because you know California is like expensive. SoCal is expensive as well, but yes. Know, Compared to like over here, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, the fact is that, yeah, if you get kicked out on the streets in California, you know, there's space, you know, and, <laughs> and it's warm all year, yes. all, all year long. But yeah, I mean, you know, right now, yeah, just like mid September when it starts going to fall, man. That seasonal depression gets to me, bro. Yeah, that too, because of, you know, fear of like getting kicked out. Mm-hmm. Kicks you in like overdrive, you know? Yes, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And you know, my my homies like, you know, specifically in Queens, like uh-huh. it's it's kind of like That's a like flushing. Oh, <laughs> flushing. Is that where you're from? No 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 but oh, I just... like flushing as like a big um Asian American oh, okay. like, you know, community over there. So right. My yeah. homies in, in Elmhurst. Ooh, Elmhurst. Right, the Elmhurst area. Yeah. And like I love how they handle their stuff only because it's like, I think it's just artistic the way that they they do it, Mm -hmm. but then it's also very much like the attitude of it, Yeah. right? And the attitude that comes out of here. I think that like, granted, my dream location to kind of end up in is Cali. It is like, you know, the Las Vegas, California area. Only because- I'm gonna cut that out because this is not the sound of NYC, the sound of- Cali, Los Angeles, but maybe if we do have enough success, that could be a brand that will like right. probably hand the keys to you. But I'm just joking. We gotta expand right now. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, thank you so much for listening to my episode. I think Daniel and I really provided a lot of value, a lot of insight on on things music, on things TikTok, everything. So again. Thank you so much. Love you. You're the best.